Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 836. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 44. Let's read the passage. Now concerning that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. As the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah boarded the ark. They didn't know until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the coming of the Son of Man will be. Then the two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding grain with a hand mill. One will be taken and one left. Therefore be alert, since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in this section we call the final discourse, or the discourse on the future. It's basically chapters 24 and 25. Jesus is on the Mount of Olives, so it's sometimes called the Olivet Discourse, where he's describing future events to his disciples. He talked about all the bad things that are going to happen. There's going to be rough times, and the call for the disciples is to endure. And all this is because Jesus had predicted the destruction of the temple. And then his disciples asked, When will these things happen, and what is the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now, they asked it as a single question, basically, assuming all those are the same thing. And the way Jesus answers this, well, they're not all the same thing. And how we divide up this answer, we can get some very different results. For instance, the last section we looked at, verses 15 to 35, that section, is that about his coming, about the return of Christ, or is it about the destruction of the temple? And smart people make good arguments either way. And whichever way you take it, there's still some problems with that particular interpretation. So we have to approach this with a lot of humility and a lot of caution. You can't just say anyone who believes the Bible believes this. No, there's a lot of different ideas about this because it's not entirely clear. Verse 36. Now concerning that day and hour, no one knows, either the angels of heaven nor the Son, except the Father alone. Well, concerning that day and hour. Which day and hour? Is he talking about the destruction of the temple? Is he talking about the return of Christ? Is he talking about the end of the age? Or is he talking about all of these? Most people agree, and that's where we've got to be careful, just because most people agree to make it right. But it seems to be the best understanding is that he's talking about his coming, the second coming of Christ. Because where he says, now concerning, that that phrase usually throughout the New Testament means he's entering a new area of discussion. And where here he's talking about that day, when he was talking about the earlier things, he was talking about those days. So the shift in language uh, implies it's a new line of thought. And it'll be pretty clear through the discussion here, he's talking about his coming. 
And his point here is that it's an unknown time. He gave a lot of signs about the destruction of the temple. But here about his coming, he says it's an unknown time. He says even he doesn't know when that is. Now is that in his limitation of his humanity while on earth? But now that he's in heaven, enthroned next to the Father, he does know? We don't know he didn't say. But from our perspective, it's an unknown time. Verse 37, as the days of Noah were, so the coming of the Son of Man will be. For in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah boarded the ark. They had known until the flood came and swept them all away. This is the way the coming of the Son of Man will be. So he uses the flood with Noah as an example here to explain the unknown time of the happening of his coming. Now the flood, it was a universal event. People were caught unaware, and only those who made advanced preparations escaped the disaster. So he's saying that that's the way it's going to be when he returns. It's going to be a universal event. People are going to be caught unaware. Only those who make advanced preparations will escape the disaster. Verse 40. Then two men will be left in the field. One will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding grain with a handmill. One will be taken and one left. So he describes here two events in normal everyday life. Two guys working in the field. Now they probably are very similar as far as who they are. They're probably servants in the same household, brothers in the same household. But it's two men working in the field and one is taken, one is not. The two women grinding grain with a hand mill. This is a mill used for grinding the, the grain that day. It's something that two people operate. One is on one side of the mill, the other is on the other side. They're cranking away, and suddenly one is taken and one is left. Now, question here is, what does it mean one is taken while one is left? Does that mean taken to judgment? Or is it taken to be gathered with the elect? Now, to get the understanding of the story, it doesn't matter. You have the separation of the saved and the lost. A sudden separation. But which one is actually taken and which one's left? It's not clear. Now, don't read your understanding of the rapture into this. Because, frankly, people have different understandings of the rapture and all of the end times. This may be referring to that. It may not. There are people of all persuasions, that is, of all kinds of theories about the end times, pre-tribulational, mid-tribulational, post-tribulational, who all have varying understandings of this as far as who is taken and who is lost. One of the Gospels' description compares it to the days of Noah and the days of Lot. In both cases, you had people destroyed and people saved. Now, Noah, was he taken away in the ark? Or were the wicked people taken away in the flood? And it's not clear. Same thing with Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot was taken away by the angels? Or was everybody else taken away in the judgment? So it's not defined. And so don't try to make it defined. Don't read your understanding of end times into it. Just let it stand for what it is. What is the message here? This isn't a teaching about rapture. This is a teaching about the suddenness 
and the unexpectedness of this event. And he's talking about his coming here, his return. Now the takeaway, verse 42, therefore be alert since you don't know what day your Lord is coming. But know this, if the homeowner had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed alert and not let his house be broken into. So here he gives a little parable about the homeowner. Somebody breaks into his house and steals his stuff. And why does the burglar get away with it? Because surprise was the element in his favor. He took the homeowner by surprise. The homeowner didn't know when to expect it. Can't stay awake forever. And so catch him napping, break in, steal his things. Had you known when the burglar was coming, he wouldn't have taken a nap, wouldn't have gone to sleep, would have been up and ready to go. He would have been ready. Then verse 44, he sums up this section. This is why you are also to be ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now, what does being ready look like? Well, for Noah, being ready was building an ark, and it took years to build the ark. How did he know to build an ark? God told him, build an ark. For the homeowner in the parable, what would being ready look like? Being awake and ready for the burglar to show up to chase him away. For us, what does being ready look like? Because that's what he says in verse 44, you are also to be ready. Why? Because you don't know when it's going to happen. Well, he's going to give three parables now. It's a fairly lengthy section. So these three parables are going to describe what being ready looks like. And spoiler alert, here's what being ready looks like. Live everyday life, being faithful and living expectantly. Doesn't mean you can never go to sleep. It means you live a life the way God has called you to live your life. Live faithfully and to live with an expectation of this return, that it will happen. You don't know when, so you will live as if it could happen any time, because it could happen any time. So back to the disciples' question at the beginning of this. They asked, when will these things happen? They were referring to the destruction of the temple. What is the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Here he's talking about his coming. And so, what will be the sign of his coming? The answer, there will be no sign. So be ready. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.